The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime, your home for the lowest-priced last-minute tickets. Download the GameTime app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog's Pick'em for a chance to win 100 times. Promo code HGP at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Friday night, it's the weekend. Flyers out a nice back-to-back here. And I don't know about you guys, you two and the hosts and the uh, listeners as well. But like that that uh, intro song really it gets me going every time. It, it was a great find by you, Talon. So uh, I'm doing good here. Well, I'm not doing good. Uh <laughs> I'm sober, I'm tired, and I'm fucking pissed off. I made 15 bets yesterday, 13 of them lost. Ooh. Worst day I've ever had in hockey, uh, at least as far as I can remember. I mean, I don't know how that happens. I, literally, I, everything that could have gone bad went bad. And, you know, there are a bunch of bad bets in there, but a bunch of bad luck. That, that's the only way that happens. But, uh, yeah, and I'm feeling that. Didn't bet a single thing today, just, just pissed off. But uh, hopefully another night of sleep will uh, make the bad memories go away. And, uh <laughs> can uh, get back to winning ways here like uh I, I i've said a few times now like this is always a bad time for me and i was doing good i was being selective picking and choosing my bets but no last night like i fell for the bait i, I liked way too many things and i launched everything into all of them and uh i paid the price fuck me man february and march in hockey are just brutal i think nine of 11 underdogs ones you know not nine out of 11 there's got to be some conspiracy theory there yeah, I was way too chalky, I guess. Oh, I didn't even know. Hello, <laughs> darkness, my old friends. We are coming to you again. Sounded where the sun is silence. It was a fucking terrible slate. 9-11 conspiracy theory. That was awful. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. But you know what? It wasn't just us three. Everybody in the Discord lost a shitload of money to you. So at least misery. Oh, probably because they're tailing us. They wow, maybe. Yeah. 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 I guess Joel, I didn't Joel, think Joel, that, we, we didn't get any comments about how much people loved the show after last night. But last uh-huh. week when we were we were winning, we got a bunch of people loving the show. That's how it goes. Funny how that works, eh? They they love you when you're up, and they kick them when they're down. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. But, yeah, last day was a bit of a kick in the pills for everybody. I think we all pretty much had a tough go. But misery loves company, man. And we always say it. What happens when you fall off the horse? You get back on the horse, my friends. And that's what we're ready to do tonight. Um, All right, let's jump into this here. We got uh, – What's going on? We're tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Here we go check out the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Uh, or not the Hockey Gambling Podcast. The Sports Gambling Podcast Eric, website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff in the world of sports. We got 13 games in the NHL. We got to run through for the Saturday slate tomorrow. So that's going to be absolutely electric. Uh, what else is going on? There's NBA. Joel, you said earlier soccer is a thing. Are you ripping some soccer tomorrow morning? Yeah. Yeah. A big game between Leipzig and Bayern Munich. Um, nice. Um, but yeah, that, that was that's the one thing that that's in, had me in a good mood. Is Bayer Leverkusen won today? 
nice two one victory. Uh, I got my fifty to one ticket on them to win the Bundesliga, so that that definitely cheered the spirits for uh, for a couple hours at least. We're we're well on our way to uh, a heroic victory there in German soccer. I love it when you say Bundesliga. I don't know Bundesliga. something about it. Just gets me. But Ryan, you say Bundesliga. Bundesliga. It's fine. You. Buddy, you say it like the most American of all time. That's brutal. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, whatever. The, the, the Bundes, the Bundes, the Bundesliga. No, the Bundesliga. Like Bundesliga. The like, Liederhausen, but Bundesliga. Uh, I don't know. Tons of stuff in the world of sports. You can find all the information at the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out. Uh, what else is going on? Be sure to uh, listen to all the other shows. Everybody's absolutely killing it. And uh, check out all the articles. Check out Ryan's fantasy hockey articles that he's pumping out weekly. Those are absolutely sweet. Uh, and of course, man, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's popping off. We're having a great time in there. We were all miserable. There's a bunch of miserable old old sacks in there yesterday. That was always a good time. But you know what? If there's anybody else I'd rather be losing with, it's all of our friends and pals are in the Discord. So hell yeah. Shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in there, maybe you're making money after last night. But who knows? <laughs> uh, um, uh, if you want to get in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Only friends on Twitter. That's just such great friends on Twitter. Uh, what else is going You can reach out to the HTP Twitter account, social media assistant producer. We'll get you going as well. Uh, or what you can do is just just go into the shadows, man. Just go into the darkness and go into the black. And once you're in the black, the suffering, the pain, the anguish, the 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 intolerant, just just the terrible. You'll find our very own our very own Joel Meyer in there, just suffering as well. And you guys can suffer together. It's like the AFI song. I hope you suffer. You guys can be in there suffering together, baby. And when you're suffering and hating and just just bleeding, you can be like, hey. You know what cheered me up is getting in the Discord. And then you guys can get in the Discord and you can come out the light a little bit together. You know, that's cute. Yeah, I, I, I ditched the toque. I had to go back to Darcidius for, uh, to, uh, you know, show off my compliment or whatever. And uh, you, you mentioned only friends on Twitter. What, what, uh, what about Ms. and me? I mean, oh, to Le Mans, <laughs> to Le Mans and Amore. Everybody loved me on Twitter. <laughs> Um, we'll get into that maybe a little bit later, but Habs fans are my just my best friends, you know, and you know, always welcome to make friends with some Montreal Canadian fans on Twitter. So uh, we'll touch on that maybe a little bit later. We'll see how we're doing for time. Yeah, get in the Discord, follow on Twitter at Hockey SGPN, subscribe, uh, like, comment, all that good stuff on YouTube, uh, subscribe on Apple and Spotify as well, leave us a five star rating. And review. We actually got some some YouTube comments that I, that I quite enjoyed from our last few shows here, from uh, two shows ago. Uh, Matthew Hennings has commented, "Oh man, every episode needs to end with at least one talent joke." Laughing emoji. Oh, no. So that, that was that was the uh, that oh, was the no. joke. Oh no! And then we also had Doug Reed comment on, on last one. Said, "Talent, be nice at home." LOL. Love the kitty coat. I think he's talking about your your hoodie there. So oh, been, been, been a big fan of of, of Bowie Bowie and uh, and your and your hoodie. They're corgis on the OD, but I respect it. I appreciate that, Doug. Thank you very much. I thought they were foxes. <laughs> oh my god, you uncultured swines! I guess, I guess you're not British. You're German, so yeah, you probably wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's go into our lock dogs and totals from that. Oh my gosh, do we have to? Can we skip this? <laughs> you saved us. You saved us. I thought we went zero and nine, but uh... oh, 
we almost did. We uh we had probably the worst outing that we have had collectively as a show. All three of us fucking were pretty goddamn brutal. Um, I went one and two down two point one three units. Ryan went zero and three down four units. Really went zero and three down four units. This was literally the worst, and we were so goddamn optimistic. And even looking back at it, I love every one of our picks. I think we should have went nine for nine here. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, that was a that was a tough go. Um. I'll kick us off, I guess. I had Tampa Bay in regulation versus Washington, minus 125. What did it say? The Bolts have won eight of their past 10 games in regulation coming into this. Uh, yeah, they just got the piss kicked out of them by Washington. What was it, like a 5-2 final or something like that? Um, for my dog, Florida in regulation versus Carolina, plus 160. This one was a bit of a gamble, but Florida was on a six-game winning streak. Uh, five of those six games heading into this game were in regulation. And truth be told... That goal should have right? counted. Yeah. That goal should that wasn't offside. Wow. That was bullshit. It was offside, but uh, still bad luck. Uh, just kicking the pills. I, I was tracking. I'm like, shit. We went. It was like a nothing, nothing game. It goes up one nothing with like two minutes left for Florida. I'm like, hell yeah, we're in the clear. No nope, goal gets called back, and then Carolina scores in regulation as well. So just a double kick in the pills. Uh, and and in, if, in bizarro world, the Hurricanes end up winning in regulation, scoring. I know. Seconds left. <laughs> I know. Isn't that insane? Like, uh, whatever, bro. Uh, and then thankfully, thankfully. There is a God, you know, it must be Lent or something, but uh, someone came through for us, a, a, a shining light that was none other than the Toronto Maple Leafs. I had the over six in the Leafs Vegas Golden Knights game, minus 115. Uh, them fucking Leafers, buddy, just putting the biscuit in the basket. They have scored so many goals as of late. What was it, like a 7-2 final? Aiden Hill got yanked after the first period after four goals. Uh, honestly, this one wasn't really ever in doubt. So, hell yeah. Thank you very much, Jesus. Or should and Austin say Matthews and Austin Matthews time goal, it's the shining knight. Yeah. They don't ask how, baby. They ask how many. Yeah, yeah for me, Malak was the stars minus 155 at the Senators. You know, never good taking a taking a road favorite looking in hindsight, but you know, it's the stars. They got outshot 30 15 somehow. I don't know how to do that. Uh, my dog, lightning on the puck line. I thought about taking the Red Wings, should have just should have just gone with that, but you know. Lightning lost, and then my total Islanders Blues over six and a half. Uh, Blues kept up their end of the bargain that they scored four. Islanders had 38 shots and no goals. So, you know, Bennington was on one there. So, another 0 3 for me. I went 0 3 as well, obviously. Uh, my lock and the total were in the same game. At first, I thought that uh, I was going to be boned with the Avalanche money line here because uh, Eustace Adenin was the guy starting, and he hasn't he doesn't have a good track record at all. I'd much prefer Georgia, but he wasn't the problem at all. The, the, uh, I don't know what's going on with um, Kale McCarty. He doesn't have a point in eight games. He's never had like four or five games without a point before. Now he's gone eight without it. So I don't, I don't know if he's hurt or what's going on there. Rantan was absolutely god awful. McKinnon was be, the only one. It's going to be nine after tomorrow, too. Like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> no, no. He's going to break out. The Leafs are a good, uh, a good opportunity there. Um, and then they died that the total I had the over six and a half. Uh not even close. Like, like I said, I don't know it was, was pretty good. But even if it was Georgiev, I don't think that uh, this would have gone over. Pretty low event game. And my dog was Allen is regulation plus one thirty-five. <laughs> Horrific regret in hindsight. Uh I thought it was bad because the Allen's go to fucking overtime all the time, but <laughs> this didn't even get close to overtime. The Blues won this one five nothing, I think. But uh yeah, they just they just stormed through in the second period and the Allen's were Never in it after that. Damn. 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 Dang, nabbit. 
<laughs> All right, which one of you ad boys is fucking doing no. this shit? How are we doing this? How what's what's going on here? I'll do the so, first one. Are we going back to Australia? Yeah. No fucking accents. No stupid accents. Didn't work at all last show. Uh, I gotta, okay. Um, Can you put a smile on before you do this? Holy <laughs> shit, Joel. What the hell? <laughs> I'm not in a good mood, all right? Uh, but <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? We'll get you in a good mood. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Game time. Oh. Game time is a great place to, to <laughs> buy tickets. Uh, uh, last time I was trying to get a um see a show on, on alderon but uh unfortunately um somebody mm. zapped it so i couldn't couldn't get to see it but thankfully game time came through and uh got me tickets to the the, the big game there um you zapped it <laughs> yeah, shit, that's right <laughs> my bad <laughs> uh, game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals and last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Browse through the Game Time app and talk about upcoming events in your area. <laughs> what are some things you like about the Game Time app experience? Uh, flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Um, Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Um, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, soccer, college basketball. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats. And cash in. My favorite underdog pick em for today's show is uh, uh, the Wild to beat the Oilers because they're winning. Um, SGPN <laughs> is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and $50 cool. SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. When you sign up with the promo code, promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. My word. Buddy. All right. Just a battle, eh? Just a battle to get through that. <laughs> I'm sweating now. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. That was well done. But you know what? This is a whole goddamn new slate. We had a tough go last show. There's no way around that. But that's going to happen. That's our life. This is what we live for. And we're getting right back at it. Gentlemen, we got a 13-game slate set for Saturday, February 24th. Are we ready to rock and roll here or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gilbert. That fires me up. Joel Meyer, can I get an oh, yeah from you here? Oh yeah! Did, no, 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 no! Did the fucking, I'll take that from Joel. I'll take that did from the Joel. God, no, no, no! Did the goddamn Galactic Empire get, give up when the first Death Star got blown up? Oh no! 
Oh no! So give me an oh yeah, because we're getting back on the Ewok, baby. Oh yeah! There it there is. All right. First game on the docket here at the 12 p.m. time slot. We got the St. Louis Blues against the Detroit Red Wings. Game itself is in Detroit here. St. Louis on the money line. It's in a plus 114. Detroit on the money line at minus 135. The over-under is a six and a half. Both over-under paying off minus 110 here. St. Louis at one point was one of the hotter teams in the NHL over the past couple of weeks. They've kind of slimmed down a little bit here. They've still got a decent record, although they are 6-4-0 and in their past 10. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings... Honestly, I kind of had an epiphany, epiphany today. This team might make the playoffs, bro. And I've been shitting all over them all goddamn year, but they just find ways to win. They gr- they had grinded out that win yesterday against uh, Colorado 2-1 in overtime here, getting up the two points. It's pretty big. They're in a battle, man. But you know what? The thing about it being in a battle is that you play your best hockey when you're doing it consistently down the stretch. And that's what we're seeing here. Uh, Alex Lyon is confirmed to play for this game. He has a 2.75 goals against average, .914 save percentage. This Detroit team has been sick at home, dude. 16-8-5. Currently on a three-game winning streak. I'm all over the wings in this game minus 135 i kind of love that play i wanted to bet him in regulation we were looking at regulation odds uh at a certain book and we could only get plus 100 and that's not really that great so i might take a little bit of gamble and play the puck line here at minus one and a half plus 164 i think that they're playing better hockey than st louis i think they're the better all-around team than st louis as well uh so i'm all over detroit in this game as far as over under goes if this was james goddamn rhymer i'd be playing the over but it's not. It's Alex Lyon, Jordan Bennington. I am taking the under six and a half minus one ten. Yeah, this this game just absolutely blows. I am on the under with the talent there. I have Alex Lyon's confirmed. Bennington coming off a shutout. It, it's it's the under. I, I can't trust either of these teams. Yeah, that's interesting talent going off on a limb there, saying the Red Wings might make the playoffs at minus two twenty five to do so. That's uh, that's that's an, that's an insane price. Shut up. That's an insane I didn't. Price. I didn't know. I just think of for the beginning of the year when we were shitting on the Red Wings and you know, so you yeah. know what, Ryan? I'll fucking bet you minus two forty five to suck a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game this game, these two teams are are a good case for you know NHL is talking about you know expansion, more teams, more teams. No, fewer teams, less teams, NHL reduction, go back to thirty teams, go down to twenty eight teams. There's too many teams, too many teams make the playoffs. Neither of these teams should make the playoffs, and they're both currently in a playoff spot right now. I hate them both. Uh, take the under six and a half at minus one ten. Some bold words there, <laughs> Dilly. <laughs> I'll stand by it. What did he say? <laughs> I'll do that. that. <laughs> That's only for the YouTube people. So watch, watch the show. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, this game is on early for a reason because nobody wants to watch this shit show of a game. Thankfully. It is on early. It's not going to distract uh, anyone from the all the, all the massive uh, games coming up. Like this is probably the best slate of the whole year. Like, yeah, if you just uh, look at all the the, the the great teams playing one another, and um, yeah, some rivalries too with the uh, Battle of Alberta. Um, yeah, for this one though, it's another fraud bowl. I don't like either team, but I guess the Red Wings are better. And I, 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 yeah, give me the Red Wings too, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm not betting this game. Lean to the over as well. But uh, Alex Lyon has been a, kind of a thorn in my side. Like The Red Wings games, they'd be a lot more overs if he wasn't in goal. He's been a uh, very solid goalie back there. So, no, no play for me. Let's lean Red Wings, lean over. Okay. Uh, our, uh, our social media assistant producer will be very happy to hear that, Jolie. Hell yeah. 
Okej, okay, det är 2 p.m. time så vi har the Montreal Canadiens, la, the Habitat, Blue Blanca Rouge, just the greatest fans in all of the world against the New Jersey Devils. Game itself is in New Jersey here. Uh, Montreal sitting at plus 190 on the money line. The Devils minus 230. Uh, Devils on the puck line at minus 1.5, sitting at plus 105. The over-under is at 6.5. Overpaying off minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Rag Guy, why don't you take this one away, buddy? What do you think is going to happen in this game? I think that I wouldn't trust any of the six goalies employed by both of these teams to make a save for my life. So I'm going with the over six and a half at, at minus 120. Red Wings coming off a, a 5-1 loss, 6-2 loss before that to the Capitals. 6-3 win before that against the Flyers, but Lindy Ruff coming out. I'm not sure if it was today or last night saying like the media is putting too much pressure on the power tough play. That, 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 that tough media in, in New Jersey, you know, the – the big hockey market that is that is Newark, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, the over six and a half minus one twenty. It's a uh, it's a Devils game. They're one of the best over teams in the league. Canadians have also gone not over recently, but but four, lost four one, lost three two. See a very back and forth high scoring game here. This could be a you know take a take a ladder over seven and a half, over eight and a half. Could see like a six five overtime game even with with both teams having some decent goal scores you know no one nearly as good as Austin Matthews but if you combine three of their players they're they're that good don't say so, that what are you doing <laughs> you're going to get so, some trouble um, yeah over six and a half, minus 120 and a slight lean to the habs at plus 190 just cuz i don't trust the devils at minus 230 yeah devils are finally getting healthy a little bit um Siegenthaler's back still missing Dougie of Hamilton of course um but uh, rest of the crews together. But uh, this is not the team we saw last year. I think a lot of it has to do with the absence of Andrew Brunette uh, and his effect on the power play is, is, is apparent. The Devils do not have the same power play they had last year, that's for sure. And, yeah, they're just missing a lot of the same jump they had under uh, their old assistant coach. So it's not just about bad goal goaltending. That's not the only reason why this team is struggling. And it's not just the injuries either. I, I just don't like what I've, I'm seeing from this team in general. So for that reason, yeah, they are too big of a favor. So I, I actually quite like the Canadians here, uh, plus one ninety. It's it's uh, some decent value. I think they win more often than this price suggests. So giving the Canadians, I know they've lost a few in a row, but they played well in those games, especially against the Sabers. I thought that they were uh, the better team in that one. Unfortunate to lose it uh, as plus one thirty dogs, but I think they'll they'll, they'll get back on track here at uh, in Jersey um, and lean to the over, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nico, Nico Dawes has been okay, I guess. Um, for Okay for a Devils goalie, let me put it that way. And uh, Montembeau should be in net for the Canadians, right? So he's he's been okay as well. So it's it's just a lean to the over. I think the Canadians play a better defense than um, some people give them credit for. So uh, that's why I'm not strong on that. But I like the Canadians here to win the game. I would like to preface this with a little shout out and a message to my boy Tommy Fitzgerald. What are we doing? Just make the Markstrom deal. You need a goalie. Get a goddamn goalie. Points are ticking. Points are being shaved away. If you want any chance of making playoffs, you have to go get a goddamn goalie. And there was talks last week that a Markstrom deal was in the work, but it kind of fell apart due to salary retention and shit like this. Just get your guy, bro. Just get your guy. He's signed for next year. You have him for at least two years. Let the cards fall where they may after that. You need a goddamn goalie. This New Jersey team needs saves, man. The fact that they're not in playoffs is absolutely embarrassing. Um, 
Now, as per this actual game here, dude, I can't bet the Habs. There's not a chance in hell I'm betting this Habs team ever again. And you know what? This Habs team is terrible, okay? All you got to do is look at Martin St. Louis before and after he took this coaching job. This guy has had this team for about three quarters of a year right now, and his hair has already gone grayer than fucking... Gandalf, for Christ's sakes, all right? <laughs> like, uh, the amount of stress... Go- and keep in mind, Martin St. Louis is a goddamn champion. This guy is a winner. This guy has won at every level he's ever played in, and he's a gamer. He's a competitor. So for him to sit around and just watch his team lay egg after egg every night... Julie's talking about defensive play. I don't know if I agree with that. But either way, they're not getting goals. They're not getting saves. They're, they're not great on the DN. Power play sucks. Penalty kills shit. Uh, I, I can't help but feel for the guy, but there's no way in hell I can go with the Habs in this game, bro. So regulation New Jersey, that's even a bit tough. Uh, New Jersey themselves, they, they score a decent amount of goals. So maybe a New Jersey team total over the number, whether that's like three and a half or something. I don't hate. Um, and then I'm kind of leaning towards the over in this game, six and a half. Okay, moving on to the 2 p.m. time slot. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the New York Islanders. Game itself is in New York. Uh, Tampa Bay on the money line is at minus 115. Islanders on the money line at minus 105. The over-unders is 6.5. Overpaid off minus 108. The under minus 112 here. We got a battle of a couple of Russian goalies going at it. We always love that on the show, so that's good to see. Unfortunately, Neither of them have been playing up to the capabilities all season long. Look at Vasilevsky's numbers at 2.98 equals against average, 0.896 save percentage. That sucks. And Ilya Sorokin, who was absolutely dynamite last year and pretty much every year in his career, is not having a great year this year, man. A 3.14 goals against average, a 0.909 save percentage. A little bit to be desired here. Doesn't help when you got fucking Patrick Wapp holding the goalie with 11 minutes left, for Christ's sakes. Oh, I, I would have. No, I missed no. that. <laughs> Dude, if I'm Lou Lamorello, I'm walking down there and all I'm, I'm holding a pair of shoes and a bag of cement, and I'm just being like, buddy, hey, never again. We cannot let this fly. Like, well, I know it's your thing or whatever, but we cannot let the shenanigans happen right now. Um, Tampa Bay has been on a three-game losing streak. There, I think they're on a three-game home losing streak as well. It's been a little bit ugly there in Tampa, but I think they're the better team. You know, yes, they rely a lot on Kucherov to kind of drag them kicking and screaming here. I've made my thoughts on that very apparent, uh, but I think they should be able to get it done on the road here against the Islanders. They're a terrible road team, though. I don't know. This this is kind of a toughie. It shouldn't be, but I'm going to take the Bolts minus 115 uh, over under in this game. I'm going to go over, but I don't like it reluctantly. Yeah. Yeah. For this one, I don't really have a strong play on the side. The more I look at it, the more I like the Islanders somehow minus one Oh five. I'll come home from a two game road trip, but past 10 games, they have the 11th best expected goals, 4% lightning down there at 16. So, you know, kind of close, but I do like what Wawa's kind of doing there. I, I think Sorokin can outplay Vasilevsky, especially with all of Tampa Bay's injuries to Sergachev. Also looks like Chernak and Hayden Fleury are both questionable. Two other defensemen there that are going to be big pieces for them. So I would lean to the Islanders minus 105. If that gets the plus money, I might have to end up taking that. But I do quite like the over 6.5 minus 108. Uh, as Talon said, neither goalie is playing up to their potential. And also, as Talon said, both of these uh, head coaches have no problem pulling the goalie you know, with five minutes to go and then pulling the goalie again, even if they give up an empty net goal. So it could be like a 3-2 game that ends up being 5-3 because of two empty netters. We might see the whole third period just 6-on-6. Six six. <laughs> Why not? Do it. Yeah, Tanner Janot is also missing for the Lightning. Important piece there. Um 
yeah, it's it's Islanders or nothing for me. And in, in terms of the side, uh, yeah, I've been mentioning the Islanders how they're playing more offensively than the old the old ways, and I'm, I'm sticking with that. Even though they didn't score once against the damn Blues, uh, I think they'll, they'll put a few here against the Lightning. So yeah, give me the over. Lead of the Isles. Um, I don't think that you guys are giving Sorokin enough credit. Uh, I know that he doesn't have the best uh, uh, GAA, but uh, in terms of his save percentage, whatever, I, I think it's respectable considering how many shots he was seeing early on in the season. Like he was the only one keeping a minute. Like the Islanders' defense is brutal, um, and it's not really much better now. Even with Pelic and Pulik in the lineup, uh, I still think that we'll see a more offensive game. So give me goals in this one. Um, yeah, and uh, lead to the Isles, I guess too. And yeah, and Patrick Wah, like, why not? You're on the power play. You're down three nothing. Why not just pull the goalie? It's not like it was five on five. You score one there, and then you're back in the game. Yeah, but so you lose four nothing instead of three nothing. Why can't you just score on the power play though, and then make it a two goal game without pulling? It's easier to score six on four. Is it though, or do you start overthinking? You know, I don't know. Maybe I I get it. I get it. It's. It's definitely it's definitely out of the box, right? You got to give credit for that. And that's out of the box. No one's ever said Patrick Waugh has ever been outside of a box. He's always, you know what I mean? Uh, I deep. <laughs> yeah, he's balls deep, baby. Let's go. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't be vulgar anymore because some dipshit in the fucking comments will be all pissy. So lick my sack. All right, moving on to the 3 p.m. time slot. We got the uh, the New York Rangers against the Philadelphia Flyers. Should be a hell of a game here. Game itself is in Philly. Rangers on the money line sit at minus 135. The Flyers on the money line at plus 114. Over under sitting at 6. Over sitting at minus 110. The under minus 110. Uh, Gilbert, going back to you here, buddy. Should be a hell of a game. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, it should be a great game. You know, I have a lot emotionally invested in this Flyers team. Also financially, of course, but like I, I want to take the Flyers here, plus 114. The more I look at it, the more I think I might. Uh, past 10 games, the Flyers have the second-best Corsi 4 percentage at 54.7, so that's shot attempts with the Rangers down oh. there at the eighth, eighth worst at 46.27%. So, oh, sorry, should I go for shots on goal? Is that, is that I better? Thought, I, thought we were done. Be better? I thought we were done with Corsi. I thought you had okay. nerds moved from Corsi to expected goals to PDO. Every year it's something new with you guys, all right? Okay, expected goals for fly, percent flyers are eighth, and uh, <laughs> Rangers are the sixth worst in the last 10 games. So, it, it all points to the, to the Flyers here and the Rangers. You know, they've been getting outshot. Outshot 48-18 by the Devils, 1-5-1. Outshot 42-26 by the Stars, 1-3-1. Uh, <laughs> but the Rangers always come into the Farg and just embarrass the Flyers with like an early goal and go on to an easy win. So it's always tough to back the Flyers against the Rangers, but I might end up doing it here. But more so, I do like the under six at minus 110. It was a 3-1 game in the first meeting this season. The, the Rangers scored two goals in the first two minutes and ended up being a three-one game. So, just Durkin kind of kind of found his game a little bit uh, last time out against the Stars, and then again against the Devils, making four, thirty-nine saves on forty shots. Sam Erson has been good as well. Flyers are not exactly healthy, but they're going to Tyson Forster back, who is one of the better defender defensive forwards on the team and in the league. So, I love the under six at minus one ten, and a lean to the Flyers at plus one fourteen. You know, the Rangers are regressing to what they were last year, which is uh, last two years, really, which is an excellent um, which have, having an excellent goaltender, but having a shit five and five play. And uh, it's to be fair, it's, it's working for them now. They're what they're one nine games in a row. And just ever ever since the all-star break, he's been on fire. Uh, Rangers. 
definitely gave <laughs> gained confidence from that. But yeah, I don't I don't want them to win this game, but I don't have a, a, a feel or uh, a thought as to who will win this game at these odds here. Uh, I guess I'll I'll lean the Flyers if I have to lean anywhere. <laughs> Um, but uh, it's definitely not strong on anything. Lean to the under as well. Fuck it. The uh, Rangers, they, they're, they're having trouble creating offense, but their their defense is – they're not their defense. It's just their goaltender. <laughs> their goaltender is preventing uh, uh, plenty goals from going in. So just lean to the under six, but uh, I'm not going to be betting this game. Just hope the Flyers win. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's tough. Like Ryan brought up some great points when, when you talk about, you know, the Corsi and the uh, – yeah. Expected goals and the goal save above expected, and you know hey, the the you way know, you have your uh, your corgi jacket. Uh, He's gonna have a corgi jacket. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you know maybe the Rangers have been being outplayed as of late. You know, it's almost like they uh, it's almost like they should have lost a couple games, but they didn't, and they're still on a nine game goddamn heater because that's how hockey works, baby. You know, you don't always win the games you deserve to win, and sometimes great teams find a way to just grind out two points, and that's what we're seeing with this Rags team here. Uh, Julie brought up a great point. Uh, Shosturkin's been absolutely lights out since the All-Star break, so that's been great to see here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all over the Rangers in this game, dude. I really like them to go in there and make it 10. Uh, Ryan touched on it. They have a good history of going into Wells Fargo there and just uh, just beating the meat out the Flyers, kicking their ass a little bit. With that being said, this should be a really great game. You know, the Rangers have been pretty good offensively, and the Flyers have been unreal defensively this year. You look at like, their penalty kill percentages, second in the league. Um, which is important because the Rangers do have a great power play as well. So um, it's going to be a tight one. I do like the under in this game. I'm kind of with you guys when it comes to that. Um, on a little side note here, Ryan, I heard uh, Darren Drager reported that there's some talk that the Rangers are considering extending some free agents, you know, like Sean Walker and um, who's that other guy, the centerman that you got, that, uh, the Ontario boy. What's his name? I mean, Scott Lawton is already Lawton. under contract. Okay, okay. Well, so it, it, it is Sean another, Waller, another and, guy. And Nick Sealer. Okay. Are you okay with that? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, now Flyers have to trade Sean Walker. Uh, I think they're just leaking that they're negotiating to try to drive up prices for. I agree with teams. that too. Uh, Sealer, Sealer, I, Sealer, I could see them keeping just because, like, he'd get like a fifth round pick if anything, and he's like a good locker room guy. He's one of the best shop lockers in the league. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to trade Walker. I want them to trade Lawton as well, but Sealer uh, is going to be like a fifth round pick. So yeah, sure, keep him. That makes sense. That's that's plausible, right? And who knows? You get in the dance, anything can happen, right? You can sell. Like, we've seen teams sell and still make the playoffs before. It's happened. So yeah. hell yeah. Um, One all right, more thing get... on this game: it's the first half of a back to back for both teams. So mm. I think you know Shusterkin and Quick are kind of similar, but if, if it's some reason it's Peterson, uh, do not take the under. Okay, who's Who's Rangers Rangers are, are in Columbus on Sunday and oh. the Flyers are in Pittsburgh. Oh. So they'll probably play quick on Sunday, right? Yeah, it should be the it should be the yeah. starters, but just just something to, to note there. Keep it in mind. That's a good call. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, all right, moving down to the 6 p.m. time slot. We have the Washington Capitals against the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in Florida here. Washington, the money line sitting at plus 180. Panthers on the money line at minus 218. Over-unders at 6.5. Overpaying off plus 102. The under, minus 122. Boys, don't look now. But these Washington Capitals are five points out of the playoff spot. They got three games on hand on Tampa, one game on hand on Detroit. There's no way 
I keep saying there's no way the Flyers make the or the Capitals make the playoffs. But meanwhile, Ovi's got eight goals in his last eight games for Christ's sakes. He's just firing on all cylinders. Guy's probably going to end with over 25 goals on the season, which yeah, it doesn't sound like much, but it's remarkable for where he's been. Um, but let's keep this realistic. They're playing the Florida Panthers here. Florida should absolutely dominate this game. Uh, Florida at home is just fucking lights out. 17, eight and two record. Uh, they don't lose too often. Coming off one previous loss. The the light or not the why do I keep saying the lightning? The Capitals can't really score, dude. That's been the problem all year long. Uh, they're thirtieth in the league when it comes to goal scoring here, but they they've just been finding out ways to grind out games. Their power play has been absolutely terrible. Their shooting percentage sucks. Offensively, they're just not a great team. They don't generate a lot of shots on goal, but they, they just find ways to win. It's not going to happen this game though. What do you play? I'm probably leaning towards like Florida in regulations, probably sitting like minus one sixty, so a little bit of juice. But I still think that's a pretty decent play uh, over under in this game. I'm definitely leaning towards the under. Washington doesn't really score a lot of goals. Like I said, uh, great goaltending from Bobrovsky as well in net for Florida. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't really see the Panthers piling in seven. Charlie Lindgren's been looking pretty good as of late too. So give me the under. Give me uh, Florida in regulation. Yeah, I uh, like the under here, under six and a half. Uh, Florida has been a, a great under team this season, as, as we've discussed. Only allowed, what, 29 shots against the Hurricanes, and, but lost one nothing there. Coming back home, should be able to get the win as well. I do like him on the puck line, plus 114. Uh, we talked about Washington losing a lot on the puck line against the Lightning. Uh, 19 of their 21 regulation losses this season uh, have been by two-plus goals. And uh, for Florida, 24 of their 37 wins this season have been by at least two goals. So like that there, plus 114 at home. Capitals feeling good right now, winning three in a row. But going down to Florida, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get put in their place. So give me the Panthers on the puck line as well as the under. I like all that. But neither of you mentioned the the possibility that Matthew Kachuk might miss this game. Mm. He got That's hurt in the last. Yeah. Uh, game against the Hurricanes. I can't remember who stood him up, but it was a nice hit. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like the Panthers here, and I, I like the under the Capitals. So they're, they're they're getting lucky to score these goals, man. Like Tal mentioned, they're only five points out. They should be like fifteen points out of a playoff spot. They're, they're another fraudulent team. Um, yeah, the Panthers should be able to stop them. But Brusky's having a hell of a year. Their defense is incredible. They don't need to score that many goals the way that they play. Um, yeah, a bit scared of the puck line, whatever, because just because of the way they play and all that. But I guess if the Capitals do lose uh, by margin regularly, then you have a case. But yeah, Panthers and regulation would be would be my luck. I just I I bet I hate the juice. I bet the money line, and uh, I also bet the under six and a half. Quite like this game. I think the Panthers get back on track. Great teams don't lose uh, two games in a row, especially not to a shitty uh, Capitals team. So Panthers all day long. No, you can chirp. You can chirp the Caps for you know for not being great, but uh, you know the late, probably the greatest head coach the Toronto Maple Leafs ever mm-hmm. had, at least in my era, was one other Pat Quinn. Okay, and Pat Quinn used to have a quote. Mm-hmm. He said, "Boys, we can be ants or we can be termites, and termites stick around." <laughs> We're termites, baby. And the Washington Capitals are goddamn termites because they're sticking around, Jolie. You don't got to like it, but there's termites in this wood, bro. I'm not worried about the Capitals. It's the fucking blues that are my termites. Those are the, those are the fucking frauds that are really bugging me. <laughs> Yo, Bill Williams just roasted the shit out of me, man. I've been oh. listening to Jethro Thrall in forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, Pat Quinn, a uh, uh, Flyers legend as well. So I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought him up, Talon. Hell yeah, that's my boy. Um, 
All right. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot here. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Colorado Avalanche. What a game, baby. Game itself is in Colorado. Uh, before we get into this, we just want to preface this. Joel and I did make a side bet. The loser of this game has to give Ryan $100, but Ryan has to give the winner $150. So there's a lot <laughs> on the table for this game here. Uh, Leafs on the money line, sitting at plus 102. Colorado on the money line, sitting at minus 122. The over-unders at 6.5. Over sitting at minus 135, the under plus 114. Uh, Jolie, I'll give you the honors. I'll give you the pleasure, my friend. How are my Leafs going to beat your Avs in this game? Wow, the Avs just have to play like they played for the last uh, six, seven games coming out of the All-Star break. Look like absolute shit. I mentioned McCarr. No points in his last eight games. Doesn't look like himself. Um, McKinnon, he, he, he still looks like himself. He's still dominating out there, but he's not getting a lot of support. It was a miracle that Ryan Johansson scored two goals in that one game. Um, I think it was against the Canucks. Um, but other than that, it's 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 pretty bleak. Um, this team is uh, – they, they can score on the power play, at least traditionally. It's, it's been struggling lately against uh, the Canucks and the Red Wings and, and that, that road trip there. Uh, I'm not picking a side here. I mean, I want the Avalanche to win. The, the Maple Leafs have been on a roll. I want the Avalanche to stop that roll, to send them back up the hill. Um uh, the Leafs just dominated the, the Knights in that game. Uh, the Knights, if you look at their forward lineup, it's absolutely brutal. But the, we'll, we'll, they play, yeah, they, they play later on. We'll talk about that um, soon. But yeah, no, no side for me. Avalanche are much better at home than on the road, so that's encouraging. And Leafs, uh, they can't keep this up forever. They're, they're getting a lot of juice out of the whole Morgan Rally thing. Um, but this is their third game in four days and all that shit. So lean to the Avs, didn't bet it. Uh, but I love the over, over six and a half. I think the Avalanche get get back on track here with some firepower. The, the Maple Leafs have been winning, but they have been letting some goals in while while scoring in bunches. Yeah, I love the over six and a half. Also, uh, this is a this is a Hart Trophy decider. If, uh, yeah, if 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 uh, Matthews doesn't get seventy and uh, McKinnon just just um, dominates this one like he did in the game in Toronto. Then he'll be right back into the driver's seat. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that both guys would get on the scoreboard here, at least at least in terms of points. So you can do some some prop stuff that way. But yeah, over six and a half. Uh, that's my favorite bet this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep the shorts to pass it over to Talon real quick. But I like the over six and a half minus one thirty five for for what Joel said there. Toronto scoring a lot, also allowing a few goals every game there. But I do lean to the Avs at minus one twenty two. I'll probably end up betting this. Uh, third game in four nights for the Leafs. Fourth game of a road trip. It's going to be, you know, tough to get up for this tired legs, especially in Colorado with that mile high advantage. Abs are twenty-two and five at home, which is insane. I have to think that's the best home ice advantage in in the league. Leafs are seventeen six and six on the road. That's fine. You know, maybe maybe an overtime game here, but like this would be a such an exciting Stanley Cup final. Like I know we saw a few years ago, oh Abs Lightning, but like. 
Leafs Leafs have Stanley Cup final. Matthews McKinnon going at it would be would be insane. The podcast right. would end. Yeah, I was going to say it would tear season. the show apart, Ryan. We couldn't do that. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying completely separate of the show. It will be, be one of the most ex- exciting finals in in years. But yeah, for this one, uh, Avs in the over. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, where do we start here? I'll just be open. I'm on the Leafs in this game plus one and two. I love them. You guys brought up some great points. So it is their third game in the fourth night. That's kind of tough. It's on the last night of a four game road trip, I believe, for this team as well. So you can tell they kind of ants and maybe get back home a little bit. But it's been all positive for this team. The nice stop over in Arizona, you know. Uh, there's a lot of Arizona ties with this team. I didn't really notice it, but like obviously Austin Matthews has a lot of family there. Matthew Nyes is from there as well. It's his first game going back to Arizona. Shane Doan is in the front office. Max Domi was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on around Arizona, so that was positive. Everybody loves going to Vegas too. It's just been a good time for Toronto. Six game winning streak. I, I got to dive in. You know what? This team's getting depth scoring, okay? And that's why they've been having the success that they've had lately. There's a few reasons. You know, it comes to the defensive side of play with Morgan Riley out of the lineup. Everybody that you've been replacing with them has to play defense because Morgan Riley is the only fucking guy that can bring any offense from the back end on this team. But it's it's worked wonders for them. And look what happened with, during that game against Vegas. Morgan Riley played the fifth most minutes of all defensemen on the Leafs. He was playing third pair of minutes last night. But you know what? If that's what it takes to win... They're finally building a winning culture and a winning systems. I doubt he's going to be too complaining about it. And one other thing worth noting too, and I just brought it up earlier, is the depth scoring that these guys are getting. Jonathan Tavares has been dropped to the third line of this team, which I know you can laugh. Everybody will say, oh, $11 million on your third line. But it's been working out fucking beautifully. They moved up Max Domi to the second line, and you guys can give me shit all you want. But Max Domi has speed. Max Domi is a great fucking playmaker. He had two goals in that game versus Vegas. Him and William Nylander and Tyler Bertuzzi have made for a hell of a great line. And also what it does is opens up John Tavares to play against lesser opponents. So you have this guy playing against third-line players as opposed to like second-line players. And we've seen him score goals in the past two games at 5-on-5, which he hadn't done since like December or something. So it's almost like everything is kind of falling into place. And instead of having to add more forwards towards the deadline, they just had to shuffle the lines. And I'll tell you what, it sounds easy, but I give a hell of a lot of credit to Sheldon Keefe for that because it is not an easy conversation to pull your captain, a guy like John Tavares that has probably never played on anything below the second line, never been off the first line power play in his entire life. This is a guy that was had early exception status to the OHL when he was 15 years old, has won gold medals with Team Canada, you know, has been a top line player, top two line player his entire career. And just to pull him aside and have that conversation saying, hey, man, we got to give you on the third line here. Instead of playing 20 minutes a game, we're going to have to bump you down to 16, 17. But it's working. So I give a lot of credit to Sheldon Keith for what this team has done as of late. They're getting the depth scoring. You guys brought out some points. Goaltending, still a little bit worried. Sam Smov has, though. The guy's got eight wins in his past 10 games since coming back. And keep in mind, this was a guy that was like full-on. You'll like this, right? He's full-on fucking Alec Manoa. They, they sent him down to the minors. This guy, this guy could have been fucking pitching balls in the Florida Complex League, playing with fucking what was that TV show? Uh, hey Arnold, just in some sandlot somewhere. That's what this guy could have had happen, like Alec Manoa. But he he didn't. He bounced back. He got his shit together. And you know what? He's given up some goals and stuff, but nothing too over the top and crazy. But more importantly, he's making saves at smart or important parts of the game. So. There's just a lot to like with this Leafs team, man, lately. And I know I'm a, I'm biased as hell, and I'm a bit fired up here, and I'm long-winded, so I'll wrap it up. But I'm all over Toronto in this game, plus 102. I think they're going to keep it rolling. You win this game. You go 7-0. and 
five wins without Morgan Riley in the lineup, and then you win that road streak, go back home. You're laughing and having a good time, man. So I love the Leafs, and I'm with you guys. I love the over in this game. Toronto was 34 goals in their past six games. The fuck are we doing here? Austin Matthews is a killer out there. Let's go, Leafs. Uh, uh, just a few few comments off that. Hey Arnold, what a great show! Kids today yeah. don't don't know what they're missing. They have their iPads with YouTube and shit. Hey Arnold, what a show! Sad show, sad show too. Uh, oh my nah. goodness! Right. And then I also I like I'm looking at at the Leafs lines right now. I love it. Like Bertuzzi, Domi, Nylander, second line, and have McMahon, who I still think is a fake person, Tavares and Robertson on the third line. Yeah, like you said, it opens up tavares i was considering looking at some leafs atlantic division earlier they're uh eight points it back to the bruins with two games in hand so like if, if they keep this up I, I could definitely see that not out of the realm of possibility as joel is is laughing at me prop yeah. bet sorry prop bet <laughs> i wanted to say quickly then joel you can trip him mitch marner has over two assists in his past six games he has like two two three two and three so bet this guy to get two points next game if Matthew could chuck misses the rest of the season, the Panthers are still finishing ahead of the Leafs. It's a, you know what? You're right. They should, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, is what I think Ryan's getting at here. So, and with Joseph Wool one four one with his first game in the Marlies today, so he's he's back and playing healthy, baby. You never know. <laughs> they could pass Boston. I'll give you that. Ten, ten to one. There are worse bets out there. Mm-hmm. All right, enough Leaf talk. Let's move down. Uh, All right, I'll, we'll ta- talk I'll take twenty. I'll take twenty. All right, moving down to 7 p.m. time slot here. We have the Vegas Golden Knights against the Ottawa Senators. Game itself is in uh, Canada. Uh, Sens fans, you get a pass this week. I'm going to be nice to you because I got a bigger bloodbath. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights on the money line, sitting at minus 105. Sens on the money line at minus 115. Over-unders at 6.5. over sitting at minus 105. The under, minus 115 as well. Uh, Jolie, you touched on it a little bit earlier, so we're going to dive into it. I'm just going to quickly bring it up. This Vegas offense is looking very timid without the likes of Mark Stone, Jack Eichel. Um, those are fucking big guys. Obviously, William Carrier's been out for a while, too. He's a pretty good contributor for this team as well. Um, but, yeah, the thing about the Sens is, like, they play up to good teams, but they just totally shit the bet against bad teams is what it kind of seems like. And I don't know if I can bring myself to bet them. Minus 115, I think anytime you can get Vegas against literally the worst team in a division – uh at minus 105 i'm gonna have to take the knights here in this one um but i i don't i don't feel as overly confident as i would normally just saying fuck the sends fuck this fuck that i'm reluctantly fucking the sends and i'm going with the knights here at minus 105 over under i'm definitely leaning towards the over in this game uh minus 105 yeah i don't have any, any too strong a feeling on this i think i may have leaned to the golden knights before the bob looking at it now like sends minus 115 at home vegas is 13 and 14 on the road not a good road team ottawa 16 13 and 2 at home much worse on the road so might actually bet the sends here just looking at the at vegas's depth is absolutely horrible and like the sends have three decent lines like they're like josh norris is their third line center so might be able to get something done here at home like talon said they play up to the competition so i'll lean to the to uh, ottawa here at minus 115 but no strong play on the total. Yeah, we already mentioned the the sad looking forward group of the Knights. They also lost Brett Howden recently. I know he's just a death center, but still that hurts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mark Stone lacerated spleen. That's got to hurt. Oof. I know people will, will be like, "Oh, just in time for the trade deadline and all that no, shit." Bro. But, uh, this is a serious injury, and they don't they don't need that injury because they're fighting to stay in the uh, the third. They could spot miss there. the playoffs. They could miss the playoffs. They really could. 
Eh, I, don't I know hope so. Right. That'd be nice. But uh, I, I think the Kings pass them, but they'll still stick around in that, that first wild card spot. Bruce Cassidy lit into these guys. I think that you'll see a better effort from them after getting embarrassed at home against the Leafs and a couple bad games before that as well. Uh, but that said, uh, Senators are playing great hockey right now, so I can see why they're favored, but I'm not going to bet it. But I did bet the over six and a half. I think we'll see a bunch of goals here. Aiden Hill has struggled the last few games, especially against the Leafs in that first period. Or maybe it bounces back. I'm not counting on it. The Sens can score against good goalies anyway, and uh, they'll, they'll give up goals to anybody. So even uh, Golden Knights' uh, shitty forward group now can, can pot a couple. So I like the over six and a half, and if I'd bet any side, it would be Ottawa. All right, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot here. Now, this would be a sick Stanley Cup final matchup. I would hate it, but it would be awesome to see a rematch if you would. Uh, we got the Boston Bruins against the Vancouver Canucks. Game itself is in Vancouver here. Boston on the money line set at minus 108. Vancouver on the money line at minus 112. The over-under is at six. Overpaying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Canucks have had a little bit of a tough go lately. I don't know if you guys saw Rick Tockett's quote in the media after the game the other night when he was saying, yeah, that, that's, that game's my fault. You know, I didn't get the boys fired up. We were slow out the gate, and I need to be better. I have to have the boys ready to go. And uh, I, <laughs> that's, I, that's, that's, that's not a Jack Adams winner right there. Torch for Jack Adams. Let's get back up. <laughs> He's being sarcastic. I don't know, bro. Like, that's that's an ugly look. The, the, the Canucks have lost the past four straight. The irony is they still have like a 10-point lead on anybody in the division. This team's fucking sick, bro. But um, to me, and I've been quoted saying this in the Discord, I don't see a playoff champion in the Vancouver Canucks here. You know what I see? And I've been reluctant to say it because I know I'm going to get shit on. I see a lot of the Leafs in this team. A lot of offense. A lot of offense. You know, they've always had great goaltending. We never had that great of goaltending. But where's the where's the meat and potatoes? Where's the grit coming from, you know? Like, where's the... Uh, and I don't see that. And I think they're going to get exposed against the Boston Bruins team that they haven't been great either. Bruins have been struggling. I don't want to say struggling, but they haven't been barn burners eatly 4-3-3 uh, three, and three in their past 10 games here. But we know the type of game that the Bruins play. The Bruins, as of late, will give up 40 goddamn shots a game, but they'll be fucking hard and physical, and they'll still find a way to win. And I kind of got a feeling that's what we're going to see in this game here, man. The Bruins, uh, they're a pretty decent record on the road, 16-5-7. and seven. I will say the Canucks have been unreal at home too. But just all that just out the window based on how we're seeing these teams play as of late. I'm definitely leaning towards Boston in this game. I love the over 6 minus 105. I don't see why this isn't 6.5. I think we're going to see a lot of goals in this game. Um, I also don't hate an overtime play because I got a feeling you know, maybe we'll see a little bit of a – a little bit of a fucking comeback like we saw with the Oilers and the Bruins here. Yeah, I kind of like that Leafs comparison. Like, I don't know who the who the Canucks have to that that is that like kind of grinded out guys. They have a bunch of uh, uh, Joel's face right now. I guess he'll, he'll be sounding off on this. But oh lord, I, mean, I got so I, many notes. I'm trying to remember all the things I have to say to you guys. Or getting <laughs> wrong. Ha, 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 having Demko obviously is is a huge huge uh, difference maker there over having whoever in net for the Leafs for the past few years. I guess they have you know they have two decent lines. I don't trust Suter, Bluger, and and Garland as as a third line. But for this game, yeah, I don't really lean either way. I guess I would lean the, to the Canucks coming back home. But I do like that draw play, like Talon said. That plus three fifty, plus three sixty. Boston's gone to overtime in four straight in five of their oh past God. six. They've just been picking up the loser points here left and right. Uh, I also did take the draw 
on the Islanders lightning game back at, back in the 2 PM time slot. So lots of play there as well. Um, but yeah, nothing too strong for this game. Just a, a lean to the Canucks. Well, telling is right about one thing. This would be a hell of a Stanley cup final. And I mean, uh, it's, it's, we already had it like uh, what, 12 years ago and uh, 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 2011. <laughs> Um, and uh, Vancouver Canuck, the, the Vancouver burned itself down. Um, that's how great it was. Um, it did. Yeah, that's not at all what I don't know what, what Talon is referencing. The, in terms of Rick Tockett's quotes, he was what I remember him saying was that he called the team soft. He said, and his, their 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 effort or lack thereof was disturbing. <laughs> he laid into the team. I don't know. I don't think that he he said that it was his. He fault, literally but. did. I listened to the clip today. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, maybe you said that too, but I know he called the team soft, and I don't think that's his fault per se. But uh, anyway, we could both be right. Um, We're always as, both right. As for the Leafs-Canucks comparison, I, I don't really see that at all. Uh, the Canucks' strength is their defense, actually. I know they they, they do let in some goals, but the, 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 the their scoring is more because of uh, the elite skill, which I guess you could say like Patterson and Matthews and, and – that's not know. what I was getting at, though. Like, who's gonna, who's gonna punch you in the face after the whistle on Vancouver? Well, it's, that's a big reason why why they're losing the last four games because Dakota Joshua is out. Like, he's been a massive part of that third line. Oh, third man. line. That's Joshua one. That's one heart. guy, though. Okay, so there's there's your there's your Matt Martin, and we've always been told when it's not just one guy, you need more. So uh, uh, who else? You know, like yeah, that's what I'm getting at. There's some big defenders back there. Is the Dorov? He'll get in your face. He'll do the gritty at you. The Dorov will. Is, I agree. Uh, is okay. I mean, he, he's softer than his his size should. Uh, he should be harder considering his size. But he's he, your pure angle. I know he's not that far. Come on. <laughs> we we yeah, got a Rasmus Ristolainen and, and a Nick Sealer and a Scott Lawton that are, are kind of good good for playoff hockey. If you're uh, you can keep them. Similarities <laughs> are tenuous. Like the the Oilers Leafs one will always be the the most uh, um, uh, fitting. Anyway, as for this game. Uh, yeah, a lot of bad blood between these teams. Uh, Canucks still hate the Bruins big time. Um, yeah, Bruins third third uh, game in four nights, of course, and they played both those games in overtime, so they've played a lot of hockey lately. Um, kind of fortunate to to uh, win in Edmonton, considering they, they blew a 5-1 lead, or 4-1, then 5-4. Um, yeah, and, and then uh, Calgary, too. They were fortunate to get a point there after scoring late, so the, the Bruins are kind of... Uh, getting a bit lucky lately and uh the canucks the opposite they, they, the bouncers are not going to let their way like they did early on and they're just fighting through it and not quite getting as many saves as they did but uh, it's not demko's fault at all it's, it's just the, the power play is terrible the penalty kill is terrible and they need to fix those things uh, in short order there was a optional practice today at ubc hopefully uh working on the details like that but yeah for this game uh, that all since having said all that, I've got no 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 bets in this game. Oh my god, I lean to the Canucks just given the just given the what I have the quotes here from Tocket. Um, but if, uh, if you're, I'll, uh, I'll let you get to that, all right, uh, in a second. Um, yeah, lean to the Canucks here with the Bruins, uh, playing a lot of hockey lately, and uh, lean to the under six. All right. Uh, I don't know what Rick sounds like, so I'm not going to do a try to impersonate a pair. Here we go. <laughs> you can't give in to fatigue. You got to play smarter. You got to do things smarter. Just play smart and compete. I thought we were fine in the first 10 minutes. Then it was a comedy of errors where guys were missing pucks. Then we don't get clear on the PK, and it starts to unravel. We had some guys trying, and some guys just had a tough time. 
We've got a couple of guys who need to buckle up, maybe change a few things off the ice, get some rest, because this is not even close to playoff hockey. Yeah, they were desperate, but if these guys think playoff hockey is that, then we're in trouble. There's been a couple of games here where we need guys to get going. I don't care what their record is. It's been a little bit disturbing, some of the efforts of, of some of our guys right now. Talent doesn't do anything if you don't work hard. You've got to work hard. The best power plays work hard, and we're not work, really working hard, to be honest with you. Our clears were awful tonight. We had three times to get the puck down tonight and didn't. We've had four or five guys who've no-showed here for four to five games. They've got to pick it up. They have to. They can't just sit on the bench and do nothing. So, yeah, There I, you go. I, are you sure it wasn't last year's Seattle game you're, you're talking about? The, the no, dude. I'm serious. No, I, I heard he it on the radio. I, unless Connor Garland also got the shit beat out of him in last year's Seattle game. Because uh, <laughs> okay. that well, was how there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Fair enough. Um, let's move to the APO time slot here. We got the Dallas Stars against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game itself is in Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, uh, Dallas Stars, the money that's in a plus 114. Hurricanes, the money that at minus 135. Over under sitting at six, uh, overpaying off minus 115. The under minus 105. I was about to say, I feel like we just saw this game pretty recently. These teams played on February 13th, so about 10 days ago. Uh, it was a four to two Dallas win. It's been ugly with Dallas ever since, man. They've had a pretty tough road trip here. I think this is the last game of a four-game road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, they're currently on a four-game losing streak as well. It's been a little shaky with the Stars team. I still really like the Stars. Personally, I still think that they're a better team than the Hurricanes, but I've been getting absolutely crushed by this team for the past like fucking week, dude. So it's hard to kind of go back to the well a little bit. But I got to lean towards my boy, Jakey Ottinger, over Peter Kachetkov. Um, I don't know. I really, really, really don't like this play because the Carolina Hurricanes are so good at home. And it's not even an anomaly. They were so good at home last year, too. And they're on a four-game winning streak. So you got a team on the coming up and a team on the coming down here. So, shit, I don't know. I'm changing my pick. I'm going with the Hurricanes. (laughs) Give me the Hurricanes minus 135 here uh, over under in this game. I'm going to lean towards the over because last game had six goals. Six is the number total here. Maybe we'll see three, three overtime and, you know, a little boosted over. Maybe we'll see like a late goal empty netter to make it a five, two game or something like that. Um, Reluctantly going to take the over, but I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about some good Stanley cup matches matchups that could be, this would probably be one of the most boring and, and Stanley cup matches <laughs> that, that, that like the NHL just hates with Dallas against Carolina two very small market teams here, but yeah, it should be a good matchup. I, I do like the under six at, at minus one Oh five. Uh, Kuchekov has been playing great in net for Carolina had the shutout against the Panthers. So hopefully he can take over the net, that net there and be pretty consistent. Obviously, Ottinger is pretty good in that for the Stars as well. But Stars are at without uh, Niels Lundqvist and, and Hackenpah both on the uh, blue mm-hmm. line. They're, they're not they're not uh, in there, but uh, Hackenpah is averaging 19 minutes a night, Lundqvist 15 minutes a night. So they have to have to fill that there, and they don't have great uh, defensive depth. Obviously, with Ryan Suter, Derek Pilat playing uh, second third pair right now. As Talon mentioned, the the road trip not going well for them. Three straight losses, four straight losses, and now their uh, final game of the road trip after losing in Ottawa. So you've got to go with Carolina at minus 135, and then the under six at minus 105. 
So my friend has a 10-leg parlay going on, and his last leg is the Winnipeg Jets, and they are headed to overtime. Oh, my goodness. To win seven Gs, too. Oh, shit. Not small change here. Um, Best of luck for him. Indeed. Uh, As for this game, uh, yeah, this is uh, uh, – yeah, it would be. I know, boring. right? Final, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the line is correctly priced. Like these big, these big teams, we know what they are by now. Uh, Hurricanes are a bit better. Plus, they get the home ice. I get to see 100 minus 135. So I, I still lean that way. I think, uh, I think they're a great regular season team, and the Stars maybe a little uh, built better for playoffs. So even the Hurricanes in this one, and I like the over six uh, minus one fifteen, with the way Otten just played lately and uh, Hurricanes goaltending. Yeah, it's been better lately, I guess, but uh, it's never quite dependable. And uh, one more bet: give me the uh, the shots on goal over because both of these coaches love to just fire the puck over the net. You see, the Stars get like 30, 40 shots every game. Same kind of thing for the Hurricanes. So I think we just see tons of shots in this one. Uh, somebody remind me to play this because I remember every time I see these little dumb exotic uh, niche bets. I always forget to play them, but uh, hopefully somebody at Discord reminds me before this starts. That's you, it out. Yeah, exactly. Dilly yeah, that's boy. exactly. <laughs> Both goalies over 29 and a half saves, probably sitting like plus 300, plus 350. Just saying. Lots of shots. Never know. Yeah, I don't have your your, your book that has that. You could. You can get it. No, I can't because it's legal. Do you get Yeah, I guess that's true. Shit. All right, whatever. Uh, okay, we're down to 10 p.m. time slot. We have the National Predators against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose here. Preds on the money line sitting at minus 218. Sharks on the money line at plus 180. Over-under sitting at 6. Overpaying off plus 105. The under minus 115. First night of a back-to-back here for the Preds. I don't know where we're going to see a net because, like, the Sharks fucking sick. And then the day after on the Sunday, they got the Ducks. So, like, do you go with... You go with in, you go with fucking Saros. I don't know who the hell you play, either one, but whatever. It shouldn't really matter. Um, yeah, I got to go with the Preds. Maybe regulation. It's probably even still a lot of juice. I don't know. You can't bet the Sharks here, can you? Like, what do we do? What are we even talking about this game for? Yeah, no, I don't think you can you can bet the Sharks. But I don't know if I'm back in the Preds either at minus 218. They are, they are the better team. They've been decent, better on the road than at home, 16, 10, and 2. Coming off, you know, this is, this is their yeah, this is the fourth and fifth game of the road trip in San Jose and Anaheim. They've won in St. Louis, in Vegas, in Los Angeles, all by you know at least two goals. So maybe the puck line a plus one ten, but I'm looking at them uh, to make the playoffs at plus one fifty five. You know, if they win both of these games, they'll probably leapfrog the Blues for the second wild card spot. So could I think they're much more legit than St. Louis is? So look for that uh, long term. And yeah, for this game, Preds puck line. Would probably be my play at plus one ten. Um, a look to the under. I don't see San Jose scoring too many against Soros here. Yeah, I'm doing it again, eating the juice. Give me the favorite here, <laughs> minus two eighteen in the Predators. Uh, they, they've been playing great hockey lately. Like they really turned things around. Uh, they're extremely impressive against the Knights, then again against the Kings. And now they're going against the Sharks team. It will be a much easier go. They also lost Logan Couture again recently. I think in the last game they played. Um, so he's out for a bit too. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Jets won in overtime. So uh, good, good for that guy. That must have been a sweat. He's in Poland right now. It's like, I don't know, three or four in the morning there. And uh, I hope he, he stayed up for it because that would have been a nice sweat. Um, 
All right. Anyway, give me the Predators here. Lean to the under six. Uh, both goalies for the Preds have been playing great lately. And uh, uh, Kapil Kakin, I think that's his name, the, the, the Sharks goalie, he's actually been playing pretty good for them. He's confirmed to start this mm-hmm. game. Oh, there we go. I love the under six then. Give me the under six. Give me the Preds. I think Winnipeg just won. Yeah, that's what we just said. Oh, shit. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Hell yeah. Show Jolie's buddy. Um, all right. Moving down to the 10 p.m. time slot. I'm sorry. We got the Battle of Alberta, baby. We got the Calgary Flames against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is an Edmonton. Calgary on the money line is in the plus 164. Oilers on the money line at minus 198. Over under sitting at six and a half. Overpaid off minus 120. The under plus 110. Boys. My experience, if there's anything I know about Albertans, you got two types of Albertans. You got the hurting Albertans, and you got the squirting Albertans, baby. And I'm ready for a hell of a game here because we're going to see some squirting Albertans from Edmonton putting out the hurting (laughs) Albertan flames here. I absolutely love the Oilers in this game. They're fucking going to be sweet. Uh, Coming off a little bit of a tough loss here, but this team is dynamite at home this year, 17-6-2. And And Calgary, I'm going to give Calgary all the credit in the world, dude. I really am right now. What are they like? Are they like? Fuck, what am I looking at right now? They're yeah, Jesus Christ. It seems like three point out of the playoff spot, and the whole narrative for the past year, year and a half, even leading into the summer, is that all these players went out. We're selling all these players. They have sold some of these players, and still it's just it's just kind of not really not really treading off. They're not falling off a cliff anywhere. They're still playing admirable hockey. A lot of that can come onto Markstrom. He's been playing some great, some great games between himself. But um yeah, dude, I don't know. I love the Oilers in this game. Minus 198 is a little bit of juice to play. I don't hate them in regulation. I don't know what that's probably sitting that Maybe like around minus 130, minus 135 or something. And over under this game, I'm definitely leaning towards the E. I said definitely. I shouldn't have said definitely. I'm kind of leaning towards the over. You know, McDavid shows up for this shit, but you never know what you're going to get in these games, man. We've seen battles and blowouts like when we saw them in the playoffs a few times. We've also seen tight matchups. I'm going to go for fun, though. I'm going to take the over, even though we saw them play in January, late January, and it was an under game. Yeah, Edmonton, definitely the better team, even on the back-to-back. But I think minus 200 is a bit too steep. I would lean that way if I if I had to play this. Maybe a regulation or, or puck line play would be the look. But, yeah, you, you, I don't. I can't back Calgary now. now. I know they're coming off back-to-back wins against two good teams, Winnipeg and Boston. They're going on the road now to Edmonton, who's – who's playing well tonight against the wild. I think they've allowed like 15 shots, 14 shots in the beginning of the third periods. They're playing well defensively there. We'll have Skinner in net for this one. Is Pickard playing tonight? Yeah. Pickard's playing tonight. The the, the Cal Pickard parlay. We could have have done that. Yeah. But yeah. Or or Oilers minus 198 would, would be the uh, play for me. Yeah. uh, They're kind of spoiling my uh, talking points here with the Oilers playing better defensively tonight. I mean, but lately that hasn't been the case. So we're going to, we're going to lay into the larger sample size and uh, we're going to take the over. We're going to take the uh, the Flames team total over. You can get the over three and a half at plus 175. I think they could score four goals a lot of the time. So I think that's a, a decent value there. And uh, but I can also see the Oilers scoring some goals too. It's it's the fucking battle of Alberta. I know that the, the last one didn't go quite this way, but that was in the middle of the Oilers' hot streak when they were playing extremely well defensively. And Stuart Skinner was at the top of his game. Now he hasn't been playing as well, giving up uh, multiple goals, three, four, five goals even um, against some some uh, some weaker composite competition. 
Uh, so yeah, give me the give me the flames, give me the flames team total over, and give me the over, and you can do the the alt overs too. I think we'll see a wild one here at Edmonton. But fuck, we we got the we pushed up the the Avs and the Leafs up to four p.m. We pushed up the Bruins and the Canucks up to four p.m. Just so we can all watch this fucking game, and they better not disappoint us and then make all those uh, rescheduling um, pointless. So yeah, I love the over in this one. All right, moving on to the 10 p.m. time slot. We got the Minnesota Wild against the Seattle Kraken. Game itself is in Seattle here. Minnesota on the money line sitting at plus 114. Uh, Seattle on the money line at minus 135. Over-under sitting at six. Over-paying off. Plus 110, the under. Or sorry, minus 110, the under minus 110 as well. Uh, Jolie, we all know. Everybody knows how much you love both of these teams, baby. What are your thoughts on Minnesota versus Seattle? Yeah, fuck them both, but uh, we're, we're going to go with the crackheads for this one. Um, Wild, of course, playing tonight in Edmonton and then going down to Seattle. That's not ideal. Um, quick turnaround there, plus um, it'll be Flurry in this one. I guess there's not much of a difference between Gustafsson and Flurry this year, uh, but it should be Joya Decord in net for the crack. With, He's a guy. Uh, Noted oh, yeah. guy. He is a guy. Grubauer played the last one. He looked rusty as shit. That was only like his second game since December. Oof. So, yeah, with Joey Decord back in net between the pipes, I like him to get the job done. And that also leads me to an under, but much stronger here on the Kraken to get a job done here. They're great defensively, and the Wild will have problems scoring against them just as they're having problems scoring against the, the Oilers tonight. So, yeah, give me the Kraken all day long. They're just uh, – I think they're more complete team, deeper team, and they have the better goalie. Yeah, I love, love the Kraken here, minus 135, uh, back-to-back for Minnesota. I, I do think Mark Andre Fleury is worse than Gustafson at this point in his career, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, is he? This, yeah, this I, season? Yeah. I, 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 this season. I think Gustafson's the better goalie, but he sure as shit hasn't been playing like it. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Both things can be true. Yeah, I mean, Gustafson, 894, Flurry 897. It's not even just the numbers. Like, just watching how... They're both bad. But just watching watching how... Or the lack of composure from Gustafson in net this year, it's... I don't know. I guess just the eye test, kind of. It's it's a little shaky. Yeah, yeah. But so, Kraken here, minus 135. This should go up to minus 150-ish, probably by puck drop with the Wild on a back-to-back, especially if they do lose this one in Edmonton, which hopefully... They do there. Uh, yes, yeah, so Seattle probably a lean to the overs because Seattle's been scoring a bit. Minnesota's been allowing a lot of goals. I know they haven't been doing it tonight. Edmonton, but on a back-to-back, going to be tired. Uh, lost 6-3 at Winnipeg on their last back-to-back just a few days ago. So yeah, love Seattle here, minus 135, and a lean to the over. Also like uh, Jared McCann to record a point. Mm. Mm. Noted Toronto Maple Leaf great, Jared McCann. Um, five minutes, uh, yeah. coffee literally, not even you didn't even, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll be honest with you, I am really biased in this game, and it, you wouldn't think I am. I've been watching a lot of Seattle hockey over the past couple of weeks, like discreetly, like just I've been telling anybody <laughs> there's the, there's a player on this team that I really, really, really want my team to get, all right. So I really want Seattle to lose and lose the next like seven games. So when it comes deadline time, they are just all in on selling assets off of this team because I fucking want this guy so bad. It's Adam Larson. 
How did you guess that off the bat? Yes, that's exactly who it is. Because the Canucks want him too. (laughs) I want Adam Larson. He would be the perfect goddamn right-handed defenseman to play alongside Morgan Rowley. The defensive side of this guy's game is fine. He blocks shots. He lays physical bodies. He he just plays great defensive positioning. He doesn't jump into rush. He can move the puck. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, defensive turnovers on breakouts and stuff like this. He's just the stay, almost like stay at home, but with a little bit of talent guy that would be so perfect on a goddamn line with Morgan Rowley. Now, the problem is, if you're the if you're a Seattle, why the hell would you want to trade him? It's like, well, what you got to do is his contract's up after next year. You got to figure out and just feel the feelers out. Are you planning on going to free agency or not? And if you don't, then you have to trade this guy at this deadline because you can get more value from him knowing that whatever team trades for him will have two kicks at the can with this guy on their back end. So that's my whole point of view here. Now, he could might not. He could be like, no, I want to resign with Seattle and the whole thing's fucking moot. But I just think that this guy would be a, such a good compliment and would arguably be the best defenseman that Morgan Rowley's ever played with in his career. And it would be a perfect fit. Ristolainen's there too. Yeah, no. Was <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm a bet sure. on the, the wild then? Yeah, so exactly. I'm betting the wild. I want to fade Seattle. <laughs> I, I'm not going to bet it, but I really, really, really want Seattle to lose like the next like seven games or something stupid. But I don't know. That's just my logic. Uh, over, under, give me the over in this game. Let's go. Okay, final game on the docket. We have the 10.30 p.m. time slot. We have the Anaheim Ducks against the LA Kings. This game fucking sucks. Ducks on the money line sitting at uh, plus 220. Kings on the money line at minus 270. Kings on the puck line minus one and a half sitting at minus 108. Oh, my goodness. Uh, over under in a six world over under paying off minus 110 here. Ducks on the first night of a back to back. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep this nice and simple. Kings are actually playing some decent hockey as of late here. Uh, give me the Kings on the puck line, they're scoring goals, um, a bit better than they have been in previous games here. And the Ducks are just fucking terrible, bro. So, Kings puck line, um, under, 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 under. I don't know what it is, but these uh, these Battle of California games said teams seem to go a little bit under, uh, even though this one didn't the first time these guys played in early November. Yeah, I like the Kings here on the puck line, minus 108. They've won seven straight meetings, including five by at least two goals, six of seven overall in the, in, in the meetings by, by two goals, uh, 5-2 earlier this season, 5-3, 6-3 last season in the second half as well. So give me the Kings team total. Kings race to four, Kings race to five. Kings puck line, they're just a much better team, much more to play for here. So love the Kings at home. The Ducks finally got some players back, including Pavel Minchikov. Carlson's been back for a while. Mace McTavish recently, too. So they're a lot healthier than they were a couple weeks ago. But uh, that said, it's it's not healthy enough. This this team still suck. Give me the Kings all day long. Do the regulation. Lay the juice. Minus one and a half. Whatever you want. And uh, lean to the under as well, which also uh, means the Ducks team total under if you like that. But yeah, Kings, Kings win this game after a tough loss against the Predators. I think they bounce back here in a big way. So give me Kings. Kings race to four is minus one hundred five. That's that. That's insane. Yeah, they win every game like three one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's a big thirteen game slate here, gentlemen. Consensus plays, Mister Rye Guy. What do we got? Uh, yes, we have the Lightning Islanders over six and a half at minus one hundred eight. Uh, Flyers Rangers under six minus one ten. Someone leaned that way. I wrote it down anyway. Uh, Capitals, Panthers, under 6.5, minus 122, as well as uh, the Cats out of the regulation or puck line. Leafs, Avs, over 6.5, minus 135. 
Hurricanes minus 135 at home against the Stars. Nashville minus 218 if you if you want to eat the juice or puck line plus 110 against whoever they're playing. Some shit team in the under six at, at minus 115. Seattle minus 135. And then the Kings, whatever way you want. Way too much consensus here. So that scares me, I'm especially scared. after last year. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to throw in an inverted Calvin Pickard parlay, an HGP Calvin Pickard parlay. Normally we do that when the Leafs, Flyers, and Colorado are all playing in the same slate. However, because Leafs and Colorado were playing each other, we got changed up a little bit. So let's throw Philadelphia on the money line and a draw into the play. So there you go. There's your HGP Kelvin Pickard parlay when it comes to Leafs, Colorado in the tie and Philly on the money line. With that being said, I'm on the Rangers anyway, so fuck the Flyers. But if you want to have so much fun, be inclined to do so. There you are. Uh, okay, lock dogs and totals for the slate current standings. Jolie's in first place, 49, 36, and three on the record, up 3.57 units. Uh, myself inside. I'm not even going to say second because it's just suck. Uh, 41 and 56, down uh, 21.07 units. Ryan, 39, 59, and one record, down 22.57 units. Uh, I'm going to kick us off here, boys. I'm feeling okay. Uh, I like the Rangers on the money line versus Philadelphia, minus 135. Traditionally, a lot of success beating the Flyers in this building on a nine-game heater here. Uh, Shosturkin's playing absolutely lights out, so I love the Flyers. Uh, for my dog, I was going to change it. I'm not. I'm trusting the old big old barrel of mine. Would have liked this to have been Detroit in regulation, not pay enough enough for me. So I'm going to take Detroit on the puck line versus St. Louis, plus 164. Fucking please. Just get it done for me. Uh, and for my total, Leafs Colorado over six and a half minus one thirty-five. There will be goals, baby. All right, my lock is the uh, Canadians Devils over six and a half minus one twenty. Neither team has a goalie that I can trust, and both teams have players I can score. So I like that over six and a half at minus one twenty. My dog is the cat, the cat dog here, and the puck line at plus one fourteen yeah. against the Capitals at home. Talked about the puck line. Uh, Capitals have lost 19 uh, of their 21, I think, regulation losses by two or at least two goals. Cats are on a roll there. So then my total Rangers Flyers under six minus 110. Sturkin, Urson, hopefully the starters there. But either way, I think that's a, that's a good look there. Yeah, I'm 0-6, my last uh, six bets here, uh, getting close to the, 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 the red area where you guys have been dwelling in all season long. Come to so the dark here. side, baby. Come <laughs> on now. The water's warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull my shit together here. So we're going with the junky fish. Give me the crack in my line at home against the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are actually beating the Oilers right now, 2-1 uh, yeah. with eight minutes left to go. Oilers live, plus 350. Get it. There you go. Not for me. We're going to uh, fade the Oilers uh, tomorrow. Actually, we're going to the Flames team total over three and a half plus one seventy five. You could do Flames money line, but I think there's a way that the the Flames lose this game and, and you'll still win this this bet because I do expect to see a lot of goals here against an Oilers team who are a bit more uh, susceptible defensively. And uh, speaking of susceptible defensively, uh, the Panthers are not that. So we're going the Capitals Panthers under six and a half minus one twenty two. Just an extremely competent, disciplined uh, defensive team here with the Panthers. Great penalty kill and all that. Panthers, Panthers or the Capitals will struggle to score. So I like the under six and a half quite a bit, minus 122. All right, gentlemen, I know we're going really long here. And so, Jolie, I'm going to apologize to you, but I would like to ask for five minutes of your time. No, not the Yes, 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 yes. Five minutes of your time. That's all I ask for, okay? And I would like to preface this: If you're going to be a little bitch about me swearing here, I'm just going to say there will be there will be a lot of a lot of things coming out of my mouth here. So disclaimer. 
just a disclaimer, uh, it's a common ground, okay? So you can just end it now or skip it or whatever. But I have had quite a quite a good 36 hours due to my good old friends in the fine province of Quebec, more specifically the fine city of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, when I made a tweet a day ago saying, Austin Matthews, 51 goals, has the same amount of goals as Nick Suzuki, who has 20, Cole Caulfield, who has 19, and Yuri Sakowski, who has 12 combined, and then added it, and maybe I should have done this, how we feeling Habs fans, okay? The amount of goddamn fucking pushback I have got from this. 500,000 views later, 400 comments, all from just dirty diaper Habs fans, 500 likes from Leaf fans, fucking 88 retweets later, and it has all just been these Habs fans coming after my balls. And you know what? You guys are fucking shit it is so stupid that you guys think that anything that you're saying here is absolutely relevant because everything that you have replied to me has been the same goddamn things it's either been 1967 zamboni driver it was 3-1 oh playoffs all the shit you know what go for i know what the biggest one is too we're rebuilding. Do you know what a rebuild is, you idiot? Do you not know we're rebuilding? Well, I'm going to start right fucking here, okay? You're not rebuilding. You're not. You were rebuilding. You started your rebuild fucking six years ago in 2018 when you traded your goddamn captain, Max Pacioretty, for 18-year-old Nick Suzuki. And I'm not saying that was a bad deal. I'm not saying that was the wrong play. I like Nick Suzuki. I think Nick Suzuki is a hell of a fucking player. But that's when you started your goddamn rebuild. So don't tell me that this rebuild started three fucking years ago. You want to go in this and you want to talk about, oh, playoff rounds and shit. Get the fucking shit out of here, okay? Let's look at some stuff. Let's talk some actual fucking numbers here. Let's talk about some Habs finishing records, okay? Before you traded for Nick Suzuki, before the rebuild, guess what? You fucking finished, what was it? You finished 19th in the goddamn league. Absolutely despicable. Not even 19th. You finished fucking 28th. Absolutely terrible. You fucking missed playoffs because you suck. And what did you do? You traded for Suzuki and you sucked again to your asterisk. You, you missed it. Rebuild's already started. What happened after that? Oh, I don't know. The whole goddamn world shut down because of a fucking global pandemic. And guess what? You were 24th in the league when they started the league up. And that fat pig, Gary Bettman, said, you know what? We're doing a 24-team playoff. So you snuck in. Congratulations, Habs fans. In a fucking world that you had no business fucking being there, you made it there. And you know what? It's a lot of parody in the NHL. Any team can win on every good of it fucking basis. And you did that. In the play-in round, you beat, you beat the Penguins. You made it out of the playoff rounds. Congratulations. But then what happened? Probably something that somebody on this show knows pretty well. You got your fucking shit pumped by the goddamn Philadelphia Flyers. You know why? Because your team's a fucking joke. And then what happened? The next year went, and this is a biggie. This is one that you love just resting your laurels on here. Oh, my God. It's your fucking favorite thing in the world. We had the other COVID season in which we had the oh-so-famous the North Division, in which you sneaked into the fucking playoffs in the North Division in the last seed by four goddamn points. And I'll tell you right now, firsthand, when the Leafs finished first place in that division, might have had 19 goddamn points ahead of you, 
you were the first people online to be said, oh, the North Division is the weakest division out of all of them. Toronto's going to make it out, but it doesn't mean anything. You go back. You go back and dig into those tweets, and they're there. There are some that will look ugly. I guarantee you they fucking exist. And then what happened? You went on a fucking magical run. Now let me talk about this magical run real quick, all right? You fucking losers. Let me talk about the importance of one position in the playoffs, and that is center depth. Let's look what happened to your teams you were playing against in these fucking playoffs round by round. You played the Leafs in the first round. What happened? Corey Perry fucking accidentally need John Tavares in the face, gave a concussion, arguably one of the ugliest things we've seen in a long time. I stand by this. This was the first year we recorded. I was on record saying that that was an accident play. That, I agree with that wholeheartedly to this day. Corey Perry did not do that on purpose. But nonetheless, it happened, and the Leafs lost their second-line centerman. No center depth. He came back to win. I can't argue. You beat us. You did it. Then what happened? You went and you played the fucking Winnipeg Jets. What happened in game one? Mark fucking Shifley crock-checked fucking Jack Evans in the goddamn face when he tried to score an open net goal. Go back and listen to that show. I was praising Mark Shifley for doing that. So anybody trying to say, ooh, only like Morgan Riley hitting guys in the face because he's a Leaf fan, go fuck yourselves. I hate fucking Mark Shifley. But yeah, I praised him for doing it. I think it was a clean play. Well, guess what? He got suspended four games. So there's another top centerman out. And what happened? You beat the Jets. Let's move on to the final or semifinals of that. Who do you play? The Vegas Golden Knights. Well, guess who only played half of that series? Their first line center at that time, who was Chandler Stevens. So guess what? Congratulations. You beat three fucking teams that didn't have any goddamn centermen in order to get there, okay? And keep in mind, the only reason that you fucking cunts got to where you did was because you rode the goddamn coattails of Carey Price, who was playing like the second best goalie in the goddamn world at that point in that fucking playoff rounds. And... The goddamn second best defenseman in the world during those playoffs was Shea Weber. And you rode those two kicking and screaming all the fucking way to the finals. They dragged your sorry ass all the fucking way there. They dragged your shit team. They dragged Suzuki. They dragged rookie Caulfield. They dragged fucking Jack Edmonds, fucking Joel Edmondson, all those fucking guys. Speaking of Joel Edmondson, what about his fucking cross check? He laid on Wayne Simmons that didn't even get a fucking fine or suspension. That was the dirtiest thing we've ever seen. Go Google it. Type that one into the Google device. Yeah, thank you so much, George Peros. We're not going to give anything to that. Meanwhile, we're going to suspend fucking Mark Shifley for four games for doing something not even as bad, neither here nor there. But then what happened? You want to know how your magical fucking little run ended? The magical playoff run you love just dangling in front of everyone's head saying, oh, raise your Matthews banner. Meanwhile, you're blowing this one off like it's fucking, I don't know, Kid Rock and you're fucking Paris Hilton in 2002. Just blowing it and loving it, baby. Well, guess what happened? Guess how your fucking magical season ended, your little fairy tale. Your magical season fairy tale ended with fucking Nikita Kucherov, 20 beers deep, tarps off at a press conference, double-fisted cans of Bud Light, sitting there telling the entire world on national television how much of a joke your fucking team is and your fucking fan base is after you guys couldn't even score a goal when you lost in Game 5 of the fucking Stanley Cup Finals getting shut out. So that's how your little fucking fairy tale ended. So don't come up here and tell me that you had a magical playoff runs concerning two guys drug you there that laid it all out on the line. You know what happened to those two players? 
Shea Weber never played a fucking game again because he left his heart out for you there and you let him down. Carey Price played five games after that for the rest of careers and mailed it in. Guess what? You're still fucking paying him $10 million. So everybody's saying, oh, you can't win fucking Stanley Cup with $10 million players and shit. Well, guess what? You didn't either, you losers, and you're still paying him for three years. Now come at me with this rebuild. You've been rebuilding the entire fucking time. Look what you did. Look at your fucking draft picks that you made, Yuri Slavkovsky. Yeah, you know what? You made it, might have made the right decision not picking Shane Wright, no pun intended, but I'll tell you what, that Logan Cooley's looking pretty fucking good buzzing around over there in Arizona. And you know, with your soft decor, I know a certain little fucking Czechnia playing in fucking New Jersey that would look unbelievable on that line. Hell, I even know a little European sitting in there in Columbus and David Juracek that would look great. But you picked your guy, your first overall pick. Oh, but he's a project. Your first overall pick project player. Get the fuck out of here, bud. You made the wrong pick. Deal with it. Get over it. You suck. You've done it before. You did it with Jesperi Cock and Yemi too. Fucking great play, all right? You know what would have been nice too if you had him in between the pipes? Charlie Lindgren. You let him walk too. So don't sit here and tell me that you're in a fucking rebuild when you haven't done shit. You've been in a rebuild for six fucking years and you got lucky once, okay? You Habs fans are out the fucking lunch. Every one of you can just go suck my hog. I'm so sick of all your goddamn bullshit, okay? And you know what? You're not in a rebuild. You're in fucking limbo. Look at your cap hit. You got fucking Brendan Gallagher signed for another four years of what? Six and a half fucking million dollars. Rasmus Anderson signed for another four years. Collectively, they got what? 19 goals, 20 goals or some shit. You're invested. What are you invested? Fucking $14 million into them for the next four years. And you expect everything to turn over. Who's coming off the books? And all you losers coming at me with Austin Matthews saying, oh, what about he's a terrible person? He mooned a fucking police officer and all this shit and scared her. Well, guess what? Why do you think you're so fucking innocent? You're going to sit there on your goddamn high horse and give me shit. How about you clean out the skeletons in your own closet? Why don't you Google fucking Logan Malou in Sweden and see what comes up? All right. So get off me with that fucking bullshit all you Habs fans you suck you've been rebuilding for fucking six years you ain't doing shit you ain't making the playoffs for another goddamn four at least and I'll tell you what in four years after it's been 10 years you know where I'll be I'll be sitting right here on my throne and if you're lucky I'll fucking let you kiss the ring and say you're sorry and that I was right because you fucking losers ain't doing shit you're never gonna be doing shit you don't fucking belong. You suck. I was about to say this franchise is a joke. This franchise is not a joke. This franchise is the most historic goddamn franchise in the history of hockey and any fucking league. What's a joke is these goddamn fans and these goddamn fans not willing to hold their team accountable, GMs accountable, ownership accountable, and just trying to go along with the bullshit. You're in denial. You want to fucking impress me? Take some ownership for how shit your team is and don't fucking tell me you're rebuilding six years in and got lucky once, you fucking losers. Oh, we, we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just think we need to get like a, we get like a Canadians fan on the podcast at some point to, to like counterpoint that or a Sunners fan. Like what's there to counterpoint? I think, I, think, I, I mean, I'm sure they have something to say to that. If there are, a lot. you know what their response would be? 1967. It was three, <laughs> one. Samboni driver. Everything I said was right. So fucking right. get out of town. So if, if, if you have a pro- if you have a problem with with Talon's ranch against your team, please reach out to myself on Twitter at rgilbertsop <laughs> or the Hockey on Podcast Twitter account, and we will set up a debate for oh, any season or, or or sooner than that. So I think that'd be a fantastic content. Anytime, any place, baby. I'm always welcome to have you on. Let's do it. All right. Thank you very much for entertaining me, gentlemen. I had to get that out. Uh, Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. 
What do we got? We got hockey, 13 games slate tomorrow will be absolutely awesome. Soccer, you know, basketball, baseball. Ryan, preseason baseball, everything good? We got spring training games starting started today. I think started yesterday there was one. So, yeah, I mean, as long as you the, the see-through pants, I mean, they were bringing a lot of female. I heard female, about that. Uh, female, female watchers. So, just, yeah, f- Fanatics is just fucking everything up. So. Oh, they're the worst, bro. Enjoy they're Adidas uh, having NHL for now because they're going to be fucking shit next year mm-hmm. or whenever they take over. All right, so you can do all that. Uh, check out all the other shows. Check out Brian's Fantasy Hockey articles. He's banging out weekly. Those are absolutely sweet. Uh, what else can we do? Uh, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, man. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you're a Habs fan, come into the Discord and tell me I'm full of shit. You know, that's where I'll be. So we can have this conversation in there. It's a great place to talk about this stuff. I'm sure there'll be other people that agree to you. So we'll have a blast. Uh, if you want to get in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Or you can reach out to the HTP Twitter account, social media assistant producer. We'll get you going as well. Uh, uh, or what you can do is just uh, just message Joel in Discord and be like, hey, Joel, I hate the Habs. Don't you hate the Habs? And then he'll tell you how much he hates the Habs, too. And then you guys can have a nice little conversation at the very end of it. Even though you're already in the Discord, you can ask how to get to the Discord. That's how we roll. No, no. I love the Habs. <laughs> Mes me. They have the tone. I can't. That's all you know. Like, there's a me. You know, you know, my mom used to call me Le Petit, Le Petit Crochon. It means you, you little pig. <laughs> Le Petit Crochon. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Go to the Discord, follow on Twitter, uh, like and subscribe and comment on YouTube. Everything helps the show grow. So if you enjoy what you're hearing too, uh, listening to, I guess, should say, not hearing to, uh, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple and Spotify, and I'll read it here at the end of the show. All right, hell yeah, all right, everybody. My name is Tyler Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins94. You can also coincidentally find me going to Montreal in a few weeks. So if I don't come back and you never hear from me, you'll know what happened. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And I'm Joel Martin. You'll find me uh, hoping that tomorrow goes a lot better than Thursday did. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. You'll find me uh, on the other end of a noose. How many? Okay. How many days do we got till you can start boozing again? What's the count? Can we get a countdown going? Oh, it's, it's only like, been one week. Thirty-ish, thirty-three now. Oh. Yeah. God, this is good. So. <laughs> 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 I'll don't Bye, worry. I'll, I won't go the whole the whole time without drinking. I'll break my fast here and there. I respect that. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.